fell off, I'm still hot, knock your shell off, my money stacked fat, plus I can't turn the swell off, the franchise doing big business, I live this, it's automatic, I win this, so you hear those horns, you finish, a soldier, and I stay under you fighting, plus I'm storming on you chumps like I'm thunder and lightning, ain't no way you breaking me kid, I'm harder than nails, plus I keep it on lock, like I'm part of the jail, I'm slaughtering stale competition, I got the whole block wishing they could run with my division, but they gone fishing, with no bait, kid your boy hold weight, I got my soul straight, I brush your mouth like cold gate, in any weather I'm never better, your boy's so hot, you never catch me in the next man's sweater, if they hate, let them hate, I drop your whole clan, lay your ass down for the three seconds, and Pants with a gold tee, uh, this a war dance, a victory step, a raw stance is a gift, and you insist it's my rep, John Cena trademark, y'all are so-so, and talk about the bread you make, but don't know the recipe for dodo, aiming guns in all your photos, that's a no-no, in this pop, your lip lock, your big talks are blatant no-so, see what happens when the ice age melts, it seems monetary status is not what matters, but it helps. I'm rockin' time piece by Benny, if any The same reason y'all could love me Is the same reason y'all condemn me A man's measured by the way that he thinks Not clothing lines, ice links, leather and minks I spent 20 plus years seeking knowledge of self So for now, Mark Preck is living life for wealth
Good evening. Good evening. Welcome. Welcome to the Pinfall Podcast. I am your host, Liz, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Marcus. That's me. That's him. And this is AW Dynamite Road Rager. Um this was a this was a fucking well put together card, if I do say so myself. Huge show. This sure was a card. Yeah. Had some bangers. Had some great promos. And yeah. some questionable stuff, but still. Featured a Brit Baker loss, which is always nice to see. You don't see those very often. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, the most notable match on the card was the tag match, which was supposed to be a triple threat ladder match for the tag titles, Young Bucks, Jurassic Express, and the Hardys, um, but due to what happened with Jeff Hardy and being suspended, the, um, Hardys were scratched from that, so now it was just Bucks versus Jurassic Express, and the Young Bucks won the titles back, making them two-time uh, tag team champions. Which, uh, oh no, they, they didn't lose it to Jurassic Express. They lost it to Lucha Bros. Which Who that, lost it to Jurassic Express? Yeah, that was a short title reign. Yeah, that was fucked up. Yeah, that should have been a lot. That not only should have been a lot longer, but they should have had a much more interesting reign. That was very, like, boring. Especially considering the way they won the titles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And even Jurassic Express, when they won the titles, you know, remember how all the heels came out? They were all watching. That, uh... Yeah. I don't know. You would think that would lead to a more interesting title reign. It wasn't bad. Just went on for too long. Yeah, was um, also on the card, Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay. Two of uh, what a lot would consider uh, wrestlers of the year contenders right now in a match together, and it was definitely explosive. We also had Chris Jericho versus Ortiz, hair versus hair. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Uh, Wardlow versus the Plaintiffs. I don't know why we fucking had this story. This was... This, uh, honestly, this was really dumb. I did not enjoy this. You didn't enjoy Wardlow's match? I didn't. It was like four minutes. And it was like... It was just him not struggling against all these 20, like 20 people... In what feels like like the story's already ended. The story with Mark Sterling and, and the lawsuit's already over. It's not even resulting. You're no fun. But if it was resulting in like a singles match against Tony Nese, fine. That that would be worth it. But now it's just it's ended nothing, pretty much. Maybe a, a title shot against Scorpio Sky, but that's just a maybe right now. It feels like it was pointless. Um, we also had 
John Moxley and uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi coming face to face, which was interrupted by Jericho Appreciation Society, and that resulted in Sammy Guevara and Ty Conti joining JAS. Um, Lance, no. Oh, that w- that was at the um, Jericho and Ortiz match, but. Yeah. It was more official during this segment. Um, we also had Lance Archer and El Desperado. And El Desperado uh, making his appearance at AEW for the first time. Um, they teamed up with JAS, as Jericho said, on loan from Minoru Suzuki. Uh, it's Minoru, according to Jericho. Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. <laughs> you would think for somebody who spent a lot of time in Japan that he would know how to pronounce it maybe he thinks he knows better than everyone <laughs> that's why i wasn't shocked when when hangman pronounced kazuchika correct because he spent a lot of time there you would think minoru would be easier yeah i mean even um uh the british guy that um does the commentary Chris with um Carlton? kevin yeah, he doesn't pronounce um, Kazuchika correctly. That might also just be him being English and True. the accent. Um, we also had Ethan Page versus Miro qualifier for the Forbidden Door Fatal 4-Way, which was extreme... No, not extremely dominant, actually. Ethan Page got his shit in. Um, we also had Britt Baker versus Tony Storm, which was a hell of a match. Um, and a much-needed win for Tony. And Jay White made his appearance during Hangman segment, alluding to who's not going to be challenging him. Uh, and that's it. That's a quick nutshell of the show. Fucking packed. And then we still have Rampage, which actually doesn't seem that impressive of a card. I wanted one thing from tonight, and I didn't get it, so I'm actually kind of upset. What, what did you want? I wanted Danielson to address Zach's call-out. I don't think Danielson's That was the only yet. thing I wanted. Is he... Is he it doesn't... Can he not cut a video package? I don't know. I don't know what, what he's up to now. <laughs> did he get his hand injured and he can't hold a mic? You don't know. He might be getting, like, surgery right now or something. Was it his hand that he's was He's getting injured? surgery. His hand? I don't know. I thought you said his hand. His hand was injured. No, I, I just jokingly said was his hand injured so oh, he can't hold oh, the mic. Okay. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know what what's injured with him, but um. I thought that he just got like a concussion. Oh, was it was it a concussion? I thought it was like a leg injury. Well, no, there was the leg injury when he got it stuck in the ramp, but I think that was kayfabe. Right. Let's see, Brian Danielson injury. He's missing one to two weeks. That was on the fifth, though. Um, yeah, the the only news I ever saw was that he was injured. He missed a meet and greet and was not able to fly. Yeah, I don't know. You would think like there would be some indication as to what it is. 
But the fact that it was received during the Anarchy in the Arena match makes me think it's pretty bad. Um, yeah. It's weird that they're not disclosing it. But... Yeah, no. Um, it's not... Apparently, according to Brian Alvarez, it wasn't anything serious, and nobody really knows what the injury is, but the timeline is... Um, one to two weeks, or w was one to two weeks, mm -hmm. which was June 5th, so 14 days, 19, wow. so so next week in a couple of days he should be cleared technically, yeah. theoretically mm -hmm. so I'll wait till Rampage no, 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 Rampage is being taped tonight still gonna wait <laughs> maybe I'll be surprised um you want to talk about you don't usually see all the promos yeah. Yeah, I guess not. But uh, you want to talk about the news? Yeah, let's talk about the news. All right. News time. Do, 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 do. <clears throat> First piece of news. I haven't closed out of the Yankee game, which is probably going to make run very very slow mm -hmm. are you excited for that news excited to see no wonder my fan is running um okay did i no sorry i've got to find our twitter account in my phone um, okay, so let's start with, I don't fucking know. There's not a ton of news, actually. Really? Um, but there are several pieces of big news. Mm -hmm. So let's start with kind of like the less big news, just to get that out of the way. Um, for example, the location of All Out was apparently revealed. Hmm. Um, apparently Tony Khan originally said that the um, event might go was originally I think it was originally supposed to be in Chicago or like presumed to be in Chicago yeah. but now they're exploring options and um At this point, it, it looks like the options that they're exploring are in um, Hoffman Estates, um, which is in Chicago. So I guess the plan, they're still going forward. Um, <clears throat> and I guess it's at the Now Arena. Wasn't last year's All Out in Chicago as well? In 2018 and 2021, all-out pay-per-view events took place in the current Now Arena. Yes. The 2020 um, all-out was in Jacksonville um, because COVID. What I figured. Yeah. But can't have CM Punk debut twice, so I wonder who's going to come this time from Chicago. I don't know. Let me Let me look up. While you continue the news, let me look up who's uh, from Chicago. All right. 
keeping with the AEW theme because it's a lot of AEW news. Um, Tony Storm talked about a potential love story, love triangle storyline that they were going to do with her. Mm. Where. Do you remember? When Tony Storm got called up, there was like a couple moments where like Dolph was like kind of hanging around her. Yeah. And we were like, yeah, it was weird. Apparently, they were trying to go for a storyline where it was a love triangle between her, Dolph, and Boog. They gotta stop. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, also some AEW drama. Um, Marina Shafir is not a happy camper. Needless to say. Um, and neither is Britt Baker. Because a certain somebody has been accused of no-selling. And that would be Thunder Rosa. Um, no. People were talking about how Thunder Rosa's match with Marina did not look very good. Yeah. And it's... Uh, so I, I think I knew the term, but I don't think I knew the term. Um, it's called sandbagging, where basically you... Become a sandbag. Act like a sandbag. Yeah. <laughs> um... And there were several moves where Marina definitely like goes for a suplex and Thunder Rosa just kind of like hunkers a little bit. It's like, and it does make the match look a lot worse. Yeah. It's, it's essentially Thunder Rosa not letting uh, Marina get her shit in. And yeah, like when you're a champion, you want to be a good role model. You want to, be a good locker room leader, let people get their shit in so they can be displayed and showcased well um, before you beat them, what is inevitably in a short amount of time. Um, like Drew McIntyre made a good point of letting people get their shit in, like with Ricochet, um, I think Mustafa as well. Um, so it, it's kind of, it's really shitty when stuff like that happens because it it only makes your opponent look worse. Yeah. It's just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it makes your match look like shit. Mm -hmm. And if your match looks like shit, I'm not going to sit there. I mean, I'm sure some people will sit there and be like, oh, Marina looked horrible. I'm not going to sit there and say that. I'm just going to say both of you look like shit. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not fair because Marina doesn't look like shit. Marina's a good wrestler. Um, anywho, moving quickly because the two big pieces of news we have are kind of big. Um, unfortunately, we found out that Brian Hebner, the son of Earl Hebner, is retiring from refereeing. Um, Brian Hebner. Hmm? I said that's sad. Yeah, he's a referee. If you watch Impact, you know him because he's on impact constantly um but yeah very sad i'm very upset about it i'm gonna miss brian yeah but i don't know when he's actually like officially retiring but hopefully he can retire comfortably though yeah i imagine yeah um and with less flack than his father had mm -hmm. um all right on to the other news oh real quick 
I looked up wrestlers from Chicago. There's a long list, but yeah. the options for something big happening at All Out with it being Chicago. Um, Colt Cabana could win the AEW World Championship. He's from Chicago. Ah! Mustafa Ali could debut for AEW. Uh, Montez Ford could debut. Uh, Gringo Loco could make his appearance and claim the TNT Championship. Or I guess the, the All-Atlantic title. Um, <clears throat> the, uh, Cora Jade could make her appearance at AEW. I'd actually like to see her there. She'd be pretty good. Um, Dave Prezak could make his commentary debut with AEW. Uh, and finally, Aiden okay. English could make his commentary and wrestling debut with AEW. Let him wrestle with a mic. Oh my god. A it's like the, the, the earpiece that Austin Theory had on Raw on Monday. Just let him have that. Our truth has wrestled with that before. Yeah. Um. All right, let's uh dive into some shit here, shall we? Oh, and, and Kalisto. Justin Roberts too. Justin Roberts makes his wrestling debut. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to see that. Um. So with the obvious news of the ladder match today was supposed to have uh three teams, not two. And one of the teams was supposed to be the Hardys, and they were supposed to get the titles, which a lot of people weren't quite so happy about, understandably. Um, it was not the Hardys um, today. The Hardys were not there today because Jeff Hardy got fucking arrested um i had a fever yesterday was it yesterday or the day before it was the day before because i talked to you about it oh yeah it was well two days you had it yeah it was monday that's why we didn't do the stream because liz was uh, going through the side effects of the vaccine so she was not feeling too well i had a fever mm -hmm. <laughs> um but yeah so he got arrested for a number of things um <clears throat> most specifically being drunk while driving mm -hmm. um there was like a whole okay so the whole list of charges it's, it's three charges but there's a lot of words also um, uh, real quick uh idra says congrats on getting vaccinated and idra will answer your question uh once we're done with the news because it more relates to um, the episode anyway yeah, this is, I got my second booster, so I'm, like, hella vaccinated now. <laughs> um, thank God for being asthmatic. <laughs> yeah, uh, sure. Anyways. Um, so he was arrested for violating restrictions placed on driving, driving license, mm -hmm. driving while license canceled slash suspended slash revoked, um, and DUI, alcohol slash drugs, third offense within 10 years. Um, Apparently, the two blood alcohol tests that he had came in at 0.294 and 0.291. Um, 
the legal limit in Florida, as is the case with a lot of places, is 0.08. So that's about three times the legal limit. Now, listen, I've never had a blood alcohol test before, so I don't know what the legal limit feels like versus the not legal limit. But I have to imagine it's pretty fucking drunk. That, that's a type of that's the level of drunk that you need to really try. And um, branching off of that, somebody took a video of uh, the night before Jeff Hardy was on a mic in front of a crowd. I think he was doing stand up or, or music or something. Um, and um, he was he had a bottle of whiskey with him. And was talking, one one thing he mentioned was that it is his best friend and greatest enemy. Um, and he was wearing the same exact shirt that he was wearing when he got pulled over and given uh, and arrested. Um, so, allegedly that, that leads you to believe that he was up all night drinking and potentially drugs too or was drinking went to bed in the same shirt woke up kept drinking because as somebody who's slept in the same shirt that they wore all day you can do that but um he did have um a restriction on cars that he drove where there had to be an interlock device system where the driver has to take a breathalyzer before the ignition can fire and the car he was driving did not have that. It was supposed to have it, but... Yeah, no, that's what I just said. Right. It was supposed to have it, did not mm. have it. Um, so yeah, Jeff was... Um, he was bonded out of jail. Um, and he was expected in court... On the 14th, which is... Yesterday. Um, but his court date was listed as canceled. Um, so now in light of that, <clears throat> um, Warner Media told um was told to stop all promotion of Jeff Hardy in commercials, in anything. Um and Tony Khan issued a statement where he basically said that Jeff was suspended without pay. Um that the AWs offered him options for rehab. He's interested in those options. And he um what was the rest of it? Sorry. I I tried to remember it off the top of my head. However, um and he can only return to AW upon successfully completing treatment. And then and maintaining his sobriety. That's the key word maintaining so it's not completing it yeah. and then jumping right back on the wagon yeah the the maintaining the sobriety is very important and which key detail to be fair that people have done that very successfully mm -hmm. yeah absolutely jonathan moxathan and so we we want to see the best in jeff hardy we want to see him recover because this is it's it's a disease and it yeah. sucks to see somebody suffer from it um but the part to be infuriated about is the DUI part of it. The part where he yeah. chose to drive. Um, 
while under the influence and you know he's rich enough he's jeff fucking hardy he can afford an uber he can afford fucking to pay a friend to come drive him he, matt hardy he could have called i'm sure um or there there are a million things he could have done i think he wasn't he making a trip from like florida to north carolina that's what i heard i don't know um which that's a long trip but you can afford to take an uber to one place then an uber to another place you know just keep taking ubers yeah i mean that shit would probably be expensive but is it worth the dui <laughs> um I, it's in in this world uh, in this day and age there's no reason to drink and drive none yeah um yeah it's just it's just selfishness on a level that i just can't quite wrap my little noggin around yeah um because it wasn't just they pulled him over because of x y and z like oh he was coincidentally drunk he was like all over the road apparently it's a miracle nobody else was hurt. Yeah. Um, so, best of luck to him. Yeah. Um, and speaking of best of luck, not really. Um, final piece of news. The WWE board is apparently investigating Vince McMahon for a $3 million cover-up um, with an and an and I love speaking the good old English language. Um, a three million dollar cover up with an ex employee that he apparently had an affair with. Yeah. Um. One detail I I heard or I read was that this employee was hired with a salary of a hundred thousand dollars, and once. Uh, they began sexual um, relationship with Vince McMahon that was raised to 200000 That sure do be a raise. Um, quick notes, the woman... I assume? Yes. Yeah. The woman um, left the company in 2022, started in 2019. She was a paralegal. Um, and the investigation started in April. Um, and apparently the claims are against not just Mr. McMahon, but also John Laurinaitis, Laurinaitis. Um, and they have at this time lawyered up. Yeah. Which... Yoinks. Yeah. Um, apparently, the uh, employees learned of this via um, anonymous emails that were sent by someone claiming to be a friend of this person. Oh. Um, also, John Laurinaitis is involved in this because 
Um, apparently, according to the Wall Street Journal article uh, regarding this, um, with the woman that was hired, Mr. McMahon apparently, quote, gave her like a toy to John Laurinaitis. Um, th- this is disgusting. Yeah, no, it's repulsive. Um, apparently the NDA was paid one million up front, and then it was supposed to be two million over the course of five year period. Yeah, and and so. no wonder people were disgusted. Like employees and wrestlers in WWE were disgusted when John Laurinaitis was rehired. Yeah. Laurinaitis is a creep. Um, anyways, that's all I have for news today. Allegedly a creep. It's important. To eh, say. Well, it's imp- sure. Legally, it's important to say that. Well, calling somebody a creep is not alleging anything legally. It's just saying, yeah, he's a creep. I can call anybody a creep. <laughs> I guess, yeah. Our cat's a fucking creep. Might be considered libel in a court of law, but... Slander is the hardest thing to prove in a court of law. Let me tell you that What's much. What's the difference between slander and libel? I know there's a difference. Oh, fuck no. Um, I did take business law, though, so I should know. Yeah. And Idra makes a good point in chat. And this is just, like, an assumption. But because there was money to cover it up, that that one can assume it wasn't necessarily consensual. Well, yeah, I mean, also there's a comment that apparently one of these emails from the anonymous friend states, my friend was so scared, so she quit after Vince McMahon and lawyer Jerry paid her millions of dollars to shut up. So something feels something feels a little creepy about it. And no matter what, your boss raising your salary twice the amount that you were being paid originally after you start fucking him mm-hmm. something just ain't right there and Miriam provided a, a clarification libel is written slander is spoken thank you Miriam. i'm going back on my creep stance <laughs> all right you want to talk about uh aw tonight road rager yeah yeah we may as well get to it um Hopefully something that's uh, more light than than this past topic. Then Ortiz screaming blood and guts over and over again into a microphone while his forehead bleeds. So great. So great. I'm so excited for blood and guts. I'm so hyped. Um, so we started off immediately. Jericho versus Ortiz. Hair versus hair match. Hair versus hair. Didn't go the way um, I expected. No, no, not me either. But in retrospect, it makes sense. And Idro, um, Regal did yell blood and guts like war games. I think he did that last week. Uh, I think it was the week before last, but I can't be sure. It was one of the past two weeks. I think it was last week. No, because we were speculating if Danielson was going to join last week. Yeah, and and I remember- and then I then we found out he was injured. Yeah, and last week we were like, oh, this week's not Road Rager. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. So Ortiz starts with a headbutt, like immediately, 
Uh, Jericho moonsaults onto Ortiz's knees. And Ortiz really has the upper hand for a lot of this match. Um, he gets he, he bites Jericho. He gets a drop kick off. Then we get what was supposed to be a Hurricane Rana blocked into a powerbomb. But it sort of just looked like Jericho got his legs up there and then just let go um, and dropped to the ground in the corner. Um, we then get a diving headbutt to Jericho. Um, Jericho starts fighting back with an elbow strike to Ortiz as Ortiz goes to dive out of the ring. Um, and then he suplexes Ortiz to ringside. We get a neck breaker to Jericho off the top turnbuckle. He wants a twisting crossbody, but Jericho rolls away, hits the code breaker. No cigar. Um, and then he gets the walls of Jericho and you kind of think, oh, it's over here. But no, Ortiz gets the rope. anyway. Um, now, at this time, it's important to know that Eddie um, and Santana, no, it's just Eddie. Just Eddie is ringside at this time. Um, and all of JAS is ringside. And Jake Hager, I think, tries to like start some shit. And Eddie doesn't take too kindly to that. So Eddie goes, attacks JAS, gets attacked by JAS after that. Um, and then Yuta and Santana come to save Eddie um, as he is getting pummeled. Mm. Um, we get a backhand from Eddie to Jericho while he's in the ring. Spinning back fist. But Ortiz, a spinning back fist, you're right, sorry. Um, but even though Ortiz goes for it, he still doesn't get the pin on that. And then Hager gets into the ring, or goes to get into the ring, rather. And Eddie kind of goes after him. Aubrey's talking shit to him, basically telling him to get out of the ring. And then Fuego appears. Fuego del Sol. And it's like, weird yeah. person to have a heel turn for. <laughs> but okay, I guess sports entertainers need to have a luchador, sure. Um, and he hits Ortiz with the bat. Um, with Jericho's bat. And Ortiz loses because Jericho takes advantage of that, pins him. And then Fuego takes his mask off. And it's not Fuego. And it's Sammy Guevara. Uh, okay. yeah. Never do that again. Um, <laughs> and, yeah. It progresses from there. Yeah, so, uh... Also, Fuego's tweets during this reveal were hilarious because he's like you ask sammy to do your dry cleaning once <laughs> um so fuego reveals himself to be sammy and eddie grabs the razor to do the the stipulation of this match he doesn't care ortiz grabs it then and cuts his own hair and i i, I thought jericho's gonna win this because it's like ortiz doesn't give a shit about cutting his hair he doesn't give a shit if he's bald. But, and Ortiz didn't. And Eddie Eddie says, man of his word. Guess what, Chris? This ain't done. And while Ortiz is shaving his head, he screams into the mic, blood and guts, blood and guts, blood and guts, blood and guts, blood and guts. And meanwhile, he, he like cut his head and he's just bleeding down his forehead. It was intense. Yeah. Maybe he should have let Eddie do it. <laughs> Eddie would have been careful. 
That's his boy. Eddie did it backstage. That's why he was uh, fully shaved when he came out later. Yeah. Um. So uh, that's that's two. Well, Eddie Eddie kind of has hair now. Mox has a little bit of hair. Danielson now has the longest hair in uh, this this six man group. Missing you, Bri. Yeah, I can't wait till he comes back. Neither. <laughs> um, then we go immediately to another match: Wardlow versus the Twenty Plaintiffs. And Mark crosses his arms and get his, gets his pouty face on because he didn't like this fun time. No, I I was expecting like a really fun, goofy kind of thing, but no, this is just like Wardlow just laying out some dudes in a really short amount of time. I was like, okay, it's just gonna be a bunch of stacking. All right, whatever. No, no, uh, like I was expecting, like Wardlow, like gets overwhelmed at one point, and everyone just dog piles on him before he breaks out. Like that would have been wonderful, but no, it was, no, it was pretty boring. <laughs> Unfortunately, my notes don't do it any justice because I could only take the notes on what I saw. Um, he attacks all the men. He power bombs a lot of them. Stacks, stacks them. them. Even though that's stacks not them. how pins work. None of their shoulders yeah, no. were down. <laughs> Only one person's shoulders were touching the mat, but far be it for me to say. Um does like six at a time, then three at a time, then four at a time. It's just power bomb, power bomb, power bomb cover. And uh he he wins. What what else am I supposed to say to you? His his new music is also not as good as his last song. I very much yeah, enjoyed. I really the, liked his last song. Yeah, the "This Is War." They they completely it still starts with that. Does it? Yeah. Okay, because like when they've been playing it recently, uh, prior to today, they they haven't been including that beginning part. It's just gone into the the uh, meat of it. Completely cutting out the slow part because you wouldn't hear it until Wardlow was already in the tunnel, and the, every time it was like we we thought they missed a cue or something. But yeah. I don't know. I I just they should have just given him War Dogs or War Pigs or whatever the, the famous song is. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Um, so after the match, um, Dan Lambert gets on the mic from, uh, from a balcony or whatever. And he says, whoa, whoa, listen up, Wardlow. I'm going to make this simple. Mess with one member of America top team and the, and the test and the rest of the team messes with you. Look over your shoulder, pal, because there could be a couple legendary UFC fighters front row. Um... And there, there were two UFC fighters front row. One of them was Matt Hughes, I think his name was. And the other, I don't remember his name. Um, but yeah, one of them retired in 2013. So I don't think he's going to do much to Wardlow. Um, but who did he mess with in American Top Team? Like, I really, I'm, I'm confused. Maybe we missed something in... Well, he did say that he was going after the TNT title. 
Yeah, but that's, remember? that's not messing with the member of... It's Dan Lambert, too, though, so maybe it is. Yeah, you know what? He doesn't... He can't be misogynistic, so he has to just pull shit out of a hat. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so the, the two UFC fighters confront Wardlow, and Wardlow gets on the mic and says, You boys are from St. Louis, right? I think as a fellow hardworking Midwesterner, I know you boys are smarter than to take orders from some rich asshole in the skybox. We can fight if you want. One guy pushes uh, Mark Sterling into Wardlow, and Wardlow powerbombs Sterling. I don't know, man. The way Wardlow's promos have been going... He, he's got he's to work in his material, I think. Like they're trying, just, they're trying to do like violent in the ring, but like baby face on the mic. He's got to get less of the baby face. Be a little more violent on the mic. Aggressive. What's up? I just don't think you appreciate the true art of Wardlow. <laughs> his last promo I think it was last week that wasn't very good and it, it's I mean he's really good don't get me wrong just gotta work on his promo a little bit I'd like to see you cut a better promo I cut a great promo this month or no last month go to upfworld.com check out my excellent promo I went big on Instagram. And that's my way of plugging things. <laughs> went big on Instagram. UPFworld.com. Big in Japan, baby. New episode premieres tomorrow at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. UPFworld.com. All right. Um, so, yeah, Wardlow powerbomb Sterling. And then we go to another match. Dax Harwood versus Will Ospreay. And this match but This was wonderful. Yeah, if only one half of the match wasn't a piece of shit. Alleged, um, what the anyway. fuck? Allegedly, allegedly. Well, You're I mean, get it's in not trouble uh, these days. Okay, once again, if you take to Twitter and you say some dumb shit, it's not allegedly. You did it. There is proof. <laughs> There are receipts. Yeah, but that doesn't hold up in a court of law. Um. Maintain professionalism. Depending on what you tweet, it might hold up in a court of law. Can we just continue with the match, please? Or rather start the match, because we haven't started it yet. Sure. So, um, we start with a hurricane run into Dax that looks like it hurts Osprey more than Dax, to be very frank. Um, Osprey lands directly on his entire side of, like, his leg. Um, then we get some lo a lot of chops, a big back by a drop to Osprey. And then many attempts of a suplex into the ring, out of the ring, to the ringside, on the apron. None of them work. It's, it, it, and it's not just like Osprey doing it or just Dax doing it. It's them going back and forth the whole time. Um, until Osprey decides that he's going to drag Daxie off the apron. 
getting Dax caught in the apron, like the apron skirt. Um, still not very comfortable. He, we get some suplexes from Dax. It's like three German suplexes and then a fourth one. Um, and I think a fifth one as well. Um, and then Dax nearly. Fucking. Uh. Nearly fucking kills, uh, Osprey by just smacking the poor guy all up on the head, all up on the noggin area. Um, goes for the flying head, but, but fails that, so. Fair, fair is fair. Um, Osprey avoids it, rolls away. Hits the 450 splash to Dax. He goes up again, but Dax fights him down and to the apron. Um, Osprey then counters with a superplex, or counters a superplex with a crossbody, um, rotating midair. Um, we then get a powerbomb to Dax. Dax rolls Osprey up to no avail, though. And then Dax decides that he's had a couple too many drops on the top of the neck. And, like, turns to the corner and, like, starts talking. And mind you, the referee is behind him. Osprey is behind him. He was talking to himself. He was having an argument with God or something along the lines of that. Um, Cash was standing right in front of him. Osprey then uppercuts the back of Dax's head. Dax then counters like several fucking moves. Um, I think they were all supposed to be the Oscutter, but I wasn't really sure. And it's annoying because before the Oscutter, he does like that goofy ass like bullshit and then like goes for the move and he does it every single time that he goes for the os cutter just just do it man if you didn't waste your time doing the little build up shit you would have gotten the move off he's got to prepare himself um you, you don't you don't swing a home run unless you wind back um <laughs> and then we get a Dax's favorite little springboard powerbomb um, where Osprey snaps his head back and just slams the whole fucking cranium and all three brain cells into the mat. And I was like, Jesus fucking Christ. Um, then we get a Liger bomb to Dax that also lands him very high up on the shoulder. So again, fair is fair, I guess. Um, and then we get the Oz cutter and then Osprey hits that Dumb fucking elbow bullshit to win. What's fucking hate the elbow. I don't know what it's called. Oh, oh, I just, I just knew it. Uh, it's not Stormbreaker. No, Stormbreaker is the other one. Um. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but Idro had a question before. Uh, regarding Will Ospreay and asked what is the difference between Will Ospreay's belt and Jay White's belt if you're referring to the IWGP US belt um, that's kind of the mid-card belt of New Japan uh, Jay White's belt is the world champion that, that's like the world champ that's the biggest title that New Japan has the US title is a mid-card kind of thing if you're talking the Rev Pro basically, belt, that's a different promotion. Basically, 
Oh yeah, the the Rev Pro belt is like the world championship of Rev Pro. That's what you're talking about. Yeah. But basically, the the U.S. belt, which he doesn't technically have yet, um, it's like the U.S. championship in the WWE. Mariam, mm-hmm. um, it's literally no different. Mariam said, "I thought Juice was the champ. Um, he uh, he has the belt." He had to relinquish it because of injury, um, but he just hasn't returned it. It's it's all very confusing. It's not an interim situation. Will Ospreay is the U.S. champ, um, but Juice has yeah. just not given it up. It's like it's what Matt Cardone is doing on Impact with the digital media title. I honestly thought Juice was still the champion. Did you? Yeah. Well, you know they're gonna have that match anyway, and at this point, I don't, I don't see Juice beating Osprey in a singles match without Bullet Club shenanigans. It's literally so funny to me that Jay White saw House of Torture retain the Six Man Belt and watched Chase and Fale lose their tag belts, and then when he had a celebration full of. Guys with fucking gold around their waist or whatever. He still included Chase and Fale, and I was like, because he doesn't like House of Torture. He doesn't like House but of Torture. Also, like, Kento wasn't at the celebration either. Yeah, but that's Kenta. Kenta had other things to do, like walking his dog, <laughs> and you know, showing up the the week before or whatever. Yeah. Um. But after the match, United, all of United Empire comes out, minus TJP and Akira. Uh, and they start beating up on Dax. Cash Wheeler attacks them back, but he's overwhelmed. Rapongi Vice comes out to help, and it's an all-out brawl. Then out comes Orange Cassidy. No sling, no cast. He's healthy, he's good, and he confronts Will Ospreay. And we have a match set for Forbidden Door, Osprey versus Orange Cassidy for the IWGP United States Championship. And that is going to be a fucking banger. Um, yeah, Idris. I didn't see it coming. I, I, you know, I kind of saw it coming once Trent started this whole United Empire thing. I just didn't think Orange would be healthy for it. I feel like... Um, I feel like with this whole Forbidden Door thing, mm-hmm. it's moving at a pace that I am not mentally keeping up with. Mm-hmm. So, like, things keep happening, and my brain's like, what if this happened? And then f- 15 other things that actually make <laughs> sense are happening at the same time, and I'm not looking at them. Yeah. I'm just like, where's Brian Danielson? <laughs> Um, and we, we keep thinking of Forbidden Door as, like, the only day where there's gonna be cross-promotion stuff. But meanwhile, they're giving us stuff beforehand, like Dax versus Osprey. Like, any match, any dream match we can think of with El Desperado could happen before Forbidden Door. They could have Evil show up and face Daniel Garcia or some shit. And, like, they, they could have... Um, anything happened prior to or even maybe afterwards so it's not just limited to the 26th 
Um, and Idro, yeah, Idro said he hasn't watched a lick of New Japan. And that's definitely, watch Dominion if you can. That's like, if you want to get caught up, watch Dominion, the most recent pay-per-view. And New Japan's also really good for like, I don't know, I work from home. So New Japan's great where I'll just like slap it on the TV, do some work, and then I'm like, hey, this shit's happening, sick. Yeah, except you have to, you have to get the New Japan streaming service. Which is only New right. Japan. I mean, but you would also need that for Dominion, yeah. I think. Yeah. Unless, you know, illegally, but. Um, so after that, um, we get John Moxley and Hiroshi Tanahashi face to face. Mox says, I've been chasing you for a long, long time, my man. And now finally, here you are in all your glory, Hiroshi Tanahashi. I chase you across Japan, Pacific, New Japan strong. All that time, it's always been about you. There are a lot of champions in this business. There's only one man that they call Ace, and that's you. But not for long. It is a fact. Right now, I am the best professional wrestler on this planet. A lot of people are just pretending. I live it night in and night out. There is a hell of a lot more on the line at Forbidden Door than that belt. Everything is on the line. Everything I worked for. For you, your busted neck, your life, your health is on the line because I play for keeps. When the dust settles, you are going to call me Ace. And then Chris Jericho comes out with uh, Sammy Sammy Guevara and Ty Connie. And Jericho says, let's be honest, Mox. The only reason you're standing in that ring is because I wasn't here last week. Maybe I'll burn your face with a fireball because I'm a wizard. I hate when he says it. I love that he he, fit, he it's the same exact line every week, and he fits it in. It's not an easy line to just fit in wherever. Love. And Chris Jericho will find a way to do it. Apparently, <laughs> uh, Idro, no, Ace is not a lineal title. It's just Tanahashi's nickname. Um, let's see. Uh. Says Tanahashi, last time I saw you, I beat you in the Tokyo Dome. Tana just says, Jericho, shut up. Jericho says, shut up? Really? Get him, boys. JAS comes out. And then from behind Mox and Tana, Lance Archer and El Desperado come out and attack them. Um and and they all start beating down on Mox and Tana. Jericho says, let me introduce the newest members of Jericho Appreciation Society, the Spanish god Sammy Guevara, and the lovely Ty Connie, <laughs> uh, Lance Archer, Desperado, he said Desperado, not even El Desperado, from Suzuki Goon. You know what they need? You know, you know what uh, BCC needs? They need to what? get Starlight Kid from uh stardom despy would be heartbroken <laughs> get starlight kid to fight ty Connie. there you go perfect despy imagine the promo between despy and starlight kid that would fucking that'd be heartbreaking um and uh jericho continues why are they here because they're on loan from their leader minoru suzuki <laughs> <laughs> they will be teaming up for the first time ever with Chris Jericho. So it'll be Jericho, Suzuki, and Sammy versus Yuta, uh, Shota Umino, 
and Eddie Kingston. That's a hell of a match. Um, that Shota Umino will ultimately eat the pin for. Yeah. Um, so, if anybody wants to know how tunnel vision I have been for the Danielson-Zack Sabre Jr. fight, my ass is watching this all happen. Watching it all unfold. And I see Lance and I see Despy. And at first I'm like, Despy and Lance? What? And then I remembered Lance is part of Suzuki Goon. And I was like, Despy and Lance, where's Zach? Where's Zach? Not realizing that Despy and Lance have now aligned themselves with Jericho and fully realizing that if I ever saw Zach Sabre Jr. in the same just context as Chris Jericho, my worldview would be shattered in half. Jagged line. So, um, yeah, I was so desperate. And then all of a sudden I was like. <laughs> and then you were nope. yelling about it while I was trying to listen to what Jericho was saying. Yeah, you don't need to hear him. Um, so, yeah, Eddie, Yuta and Santana and Ortiz come out and the whole brawl starts. And let me go to a video package for Darby versus Kyle, I guess. Oh, no. Darby and Kyle kind of thing. Uh, Darby says, Kyle, you took out the only one that you, the only man that meant anything to me, Sting. I'm going to do the same thing to you. Bobby Fish says, Darby, do your makeup just right. Jump on that skateboard because I promise you, you will not be happy with how this turns out. Um, and then we're getting Darby versus Bobby Fish sometime soon, next week, maybe. Because I, I, I don't think I it's hope. on page. I hope Darby wears leggings with tears in them so that Bobby can go like, did you pay extra to get those tears put in those leggings? Yeah, typical boomer things. Very typical boomer things. Typical, uh, what's, what's the generation before baby boomer? Typical greatest generation things. I was going to say, isn't the greatest generation? Typical uh, 1200 things. Typical prehistoric things. Typical BC things. <laughs> uh, um, then we get an interview with Tony Storm. She says, I dropped out of school at 15, but yet I'm not dumb enough to play the games you are, Brit. This is the skill set of a champion. This is what it's going to be. I'm going to take the women's division to where it's going to be. Uh, what we're going to see is Tony Storm world champion. And then we get Ethan Page versus Miro. Where I didn't know who to root for, just kidding, it was Miro, but I love both these guys. Both these guys yeah, should be world fair. champs. Um, yeah, so we start, Ethan tucks out pretty quickly. Um, and for good reason, he gets clothesline. Um, and then Miro dumps the shit out of him, and then kind of clubs him a little bit. And then Ethan ends up sending Miro into some steps, though, so gets a, gets a cutter off. You, you know who would be a better interim world champion than John Moxley? Both of these guys. And Scorpio, too. <laughs> Just to add to the list. Yeah. Um, so, the thing, though, is that as Ethan gets off more, Miro doesn't seem to be getting more tired. He just seems to be getting angrier. And then Ethan decides to do the one stupidest fucking thing I think you could do in a match against Miro, which is grabs him by the chin while he's on his knees and says, I am your God. Pray to me. Meanwhile, Miro has spent his last 
15, 20, 30 promos saying, I'm going to fight God. I hate God. I'm going to fight him. So he's like, you're so, God. All right. <laughs> there you yeah, are. I'm so like, I think saying, I'm your God, pray to me, would just inspire Miro to beat the shit out of you. Because Miro's like, fuck yeah, finally. It's like, it's like saying to a hunter, I'm a deer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um... So Mira runs up hitting a belly to belly onto the neck of Paige and then another one and then a leg lariat and then takes Lambert off the apron because Lambert distracts and you think, oh, well, that's going to fucking do it for the match. No, uh, Mira gets the game over and wins. Yeah. Uh, and that was a quick game over. Like he didn't waste any time getting that locked in. Miro, all Atlantic champ. He's, he's going to be the first uh, triple champion in AW, all Atlantic, TNT, and World Champion all at the same time. Probably tag team too. He'll be a solo tag team. Even trios, he'll be a, a solo trio. He'll be he'll be a pentuple champion. He'll probably get the TBS title too. Yeah, sure. You know what? Jade versus Miro. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so then we get... This is fucking hilarious. For all the wrong reasons. Uh, we get a video package with Matt Seidel and Dante Martin. Um, so Dante says that he's going to fight Mox on Rampage. He says, when stars like Mox go down, it's people like me that take that spot. Seidel says, John Moxley, meet human, Dante Martin. The fact... The fact that Dante Martin thinks that he can beat John Moxley. Thinks that he can take down Mox. is hilarious. He couldn't take down Hangman. Yeah. I think objectively, Mox is tougher than Hangman. Yeah. Um. Uh. When he said it's a potential win, I hate that because that's what everyone says. I have potential. I'm like, no, babe, it's not a potential win. There's no potential win at all for you in this. I'm so sorry. Love you to death. Truly, I do. There's no potential. He couldn't beat Scorpio Sky, and he thinks he could beat Mox. You got to get rid of Matt Seidel. Yeah, Matt, Matt Seidel's a bad influence. He's leading him in all the wrong direction. I think Matt Seidel wants to see Dante lose. Yeah. Idro, I, I want Dante to say that he's going to survive, and that's it. <laughs> the goal is survival, not, not victory. What he should say is, I didn't choose to be put in this match. I just want to live through it. <laughs> uh, when your opponent is somebody going through a blood and guts match, I think it's safe to say your, your goal is solely survival. Um, so then we get Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. And this was a lot of fun. Uh, how long did this match last? Seven minutes. Okay. Um, Britt controls most of the match in the beginning. Um, and, uh, Rebel and Jamie Hayter get way too involved, so Thunder Rosa comes out. Who everyone wants to see at this point. Um, she actually looked cute, but 
neither here nor there. Um, Britt goes to splash Tony in the corner, but Tony reverses, slings Britt to ringside, then hits her with a DDT ringside. And then once we get back in the ring, Tony Storm gets up, gets a hip attack at like fatal velocity. That was like 60 miles an hour she got. Just slaps the the fucking skull of Brit into the buckles. Yeah, and and then Brit's just like laying out, like head covered. She's pulling away from any of Tony's moves. She had me. Yeah, like Tony's pulling on her, and she's just like throwing herself back. Mm -hmm. Which kind of concerning, I guess. But then Brit nearly rolls Tony up. I I um I know she was playing possum, but I was convinced that she was like yeah concussed or something yeah um she then gets the spinning neck breaker but no pin wants the lock job but gets hit with a spike pile driver aka the storm zero mm-hmm. um for tony to win yeah it, it was definitely definitely a needed win for tony now give tony jamie hater and have tony win um and then have her face thunder rosa that'll be a hell of a match if if thunder rosa actually lets tony get her shit in yeah um so then we get an interview with stokely hathaway it's gonna be so hard not calling him malcolm bivens (laughs) uh stokely says jade will be making an open challenge i'll be on commentary and i'll also be earning two paychecks willow nightingale walks in and Stokely says, oh, I love the look. I had an afro back in the day. You want to be a baddie? Uh, Willow says, oh, you don't remember me? I'm Willow Nightingale. I'm trying to prove myself. This Friday, I want to accept Jade's challenge. <laughs> Stokely says, full disrespect. That's crazy as hell, but I'll see you Friday, Willow. Like, What did he call her? He called her something that wasn't Willow. I don't know, but Willow? I just love full disrespect. That's crazy as hell. <laughs> uh, nobody does it like Stokely. Nobody. Uh, so then we get Hangman Adam Page coming out. And he's, this whole promo was crazy. Hangman comes out. He says, with Forbidden Door just around the corner, last week I called my shot. I said I wanted a match with Okada. I didn't just want the match with him. I wanted the IWGB World Heavyweight title. And as a self-professed occasional dumbass, I didn't take into account that at Forbidden Door he might not still be champion. That's hilarious. (laughs) I I just like that he wasn't like, I knew, but I had faith or blah, blah, blah. No, he's like, ah, you know, I fucked up. Yeah. Whoops. (laughs) I mean, it's... It's showing character flaw. It's why he lost against Punk. You know, he's self-professed occasional dumbass. Put that on a shirt. Uh, Speaking of, I bought the shirt that he's wearing because I was. <laughs> um, this past weekend, he lost that title, but the sentiment has not changed. The challenge still stands at Forbidden Door. And then Adam Cole comes out. And Cole says, you really are a stupid cowboy. First of all, a huge congratulations to the new IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. I don't know why I have to keep repeating myself. You will not challenge for that championship. If anyone will, it's me. It's not about AEW or New Japan. It's about the undisputed elite. 
Forbidden Door is about Bullet Club. The best way to showcase that is Adam Cole versus Jay White. Speaking of Forbidden Door, Okada's not even going to be there. Let's call it someone who'd love to come out and say hello. Jay White comes out. Then he attacks Hangman from behind. Says, I am Switchblade. Oh, I am Switchblade, Jay White. I am the catalyst of professional wrestling. I am the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. So, Hangman, what makes you think you call the shots? Because you couldn't beat CM Punk. You lost your AEW World Championship. Idro, I am a combination of both. Thank you very much, Australian and British. I dabble in a little <laughs> bit of both. Uh, you lost your AEW World Championship on our singles record, by the way, is 2-0 to the Switchblade. If I'm going to put my title on the line of Forbidden Door, it's not going to be against you, buddy. Uh, Adam, it's not going to be against you either. I hold the prize, I hold the power. This here means the world now breathes with the Switchblade. This is the Switchblade era. And meanwhile, Adam Cole is looking distraught. He's like, he's having a panic attack on the ramp. Because <laughs> he can't challenge for the title. The best thing in the world is just Jay White standing there like, yeah! And Adam's just like... Yeah. Now, I, I think the biggest news here, it's not that Hangman or Cole are not challenging for it. It's that this isn't going to main event. They announced that Mox versus Tana was the main event. So, if that's the if if Jay White's not the main event, his opponent's got to be somebody on the level of like a Kyle Riley or 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 uh someone that's definitely not winning. Can I say something really quickly before I fucking explode? Okay. This has nothing to do with this, but I was I just saw it on Tumblr, and I then saw it on Twitter. Okay. So Raj Giri, who is, according to Sean Ross Sapp, he's got good sources. Yeah. 28 minutes ago reported that Sasha Banks was released. 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 Now, Sean Ross Sapp said that he did not hear that yet, but then said that Raj has good sources. It's interesting to note that it, it's Sasha Banks being released and not both her and Naomi. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. N nothing's... Yeah, sorry. I just, I was going to have a fucking aneurysm had I not said something right now. Yeah, um, we will we'll definitely keep our eyes on it, and if anything comes in, we will for sure update everyone. Um, but yeah. Oh, that that's his pinned tweet right now. It's literally his pinned tweet. Okay. All right. Well, we'll wait for developments to happen. But in the meantime... Uh, Sorry. Continue. After that... We had Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express for the AEW World Championship, the main event. Yes. Um, which, by the way, apparently Jungle Boy was stretchered out. Uh, well, I mean, you gotta sell the, the kill switch. 
True. Might have actually um, which makes sense. I, uh, apparently, Doc Samson was only checking on him because he was bleeding. Obviously, he was capable of functional movement. Yeah. So. I, I, I think that was just to sell Christian being a heel. Um, um, oh, Idro, Idro is asking to repeat. Sasha Banks is potentially released, according to Raj Giri. It's not confirmed. Yeah, Raj. Raj Giri tweeted it um, 30 minutes ago, and then um, Sean Rossap pinned his response to this tweet and said, I spoke with Raj this afternoon, asked WWE about this. As of this evening, they said they hadn't heard that, and talent relations didn't seem to know. Not saying that it didn't or isn't happening, but this is what I've heard so far when I asked. Raj has good sources. Um, Raj Giri has been known to break other... Um, he he's broken other re re reputable news, um, and I don't think Sean Ross Sapp, the king bitch of reporting news, would say that somebody has good sources that they don't. He'd probably because they will. Everyone will dogpile it. He'd probably love um, to be called king bitch of reporting. He really is king bitch of reporting. <laughs> um, love the guy, but um, main event time. Main event time. So, we start with Matt kicking a ladder into Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus, by the way, in the white and gold, looking fantastic. Like, some wrestlers wear their pretty white and gold gear for, like, winning. And Luchasaurus said, nah, I'm going out with a bang. Like the dinosaurs did. Mm -hmm. Get it? That was funny. <laughs> in case anybody needs clarification, that was a funny joke. Yes. You can laugh It was now. a funny joke. Thank Everyone you. be sure to uh -huh. laugh. Laugh. <laughs> um, so we get a springboard Hurricane Rana to a ladder-bound Nick, and then an assisted flatliner to Matt from both of Jungle Express. And then we get some more tag team offense, Nick. Um, however, we get a fun little fancy-dancy move with a Northern Light suplex to Jungle Boy, and then a second one, and then a third one into a ladder set up in the corner, so it's kind of like coast-to-coast. Um, then Jungle Boy sends Matt Jackson butt first into a table. Nick Jackson sends um, Jungle Boy head first into a lat into a ladder. No, sends him head first into a table. I don't know why I wrote a ladder. <laughs> um, then we get a Canadian destroyer to Luchasaurus in the ring from Nick and a 450 splash onto a table bound Luchasaurus from Nick. Um, then we get a double super kick to Jungle Boy and nearly to who kicks both the young bucks choke slams matt then choke slams nick into a ladder mind you um he then moonsaults ringside onto the young bucks once they move ringside um luchasaurus then goes to go up the ladder matt however jumps up on his back hangs on all the way up the ladder until jungle boy hits him with another ladder um luchasaurus and nick then are on one ladder jungle boy and matt are on another ladder and they're fighting each other. Um, the Young Bucks stop Luchasaurus from getting the title, send him into a ladder against the ropes. We get a reverse Rana to Jungle Boy from Nick, and then an elbow drop into Luchasaurus from Matt. Mind you, at this point, we have four tables stacked up, fine perpendicular to the ring, um, but on the ramp side of the ring. Just keep that in mind. Um, we get an elbow drop onto Luchasaurus from Matt Jackson, and then a German suplex to Matt from Jungle Boy, and then Nick, 
and Jungle Boy starts climbing, or sorry, and then Nick and Jungle Boy start climbing dueling ladders. Jungle Boy fights off both Matt and Nick. Jungle Boy then sends them off of their ladders, and you kind of think that they're about to go into those tables, but they don't. They stop themselves on the rope. Um, and at this point, Mr. Nick Jackson's face is really bloody, and um, yeah, either he lost a tooth on the rope, Either he bit his lip on the rope, either he bit his tongue on the rope, either he broke his nose on the rope. He did something on the rope when he, his face hit it. I mean, looking at him, um, I'm looking at a picture of him after the match. Yeah. He looks fine. I couldn't fine. tell where blood was coming from, but there was a lot. He looks fine. His nose might be a little swollen, but... No, no yeah, bandaging Yeah, I mean, you can all. also... Huh? No bandaging at all. You, I mean, you can also smack your nose and make it bleed without... Yeah completely shattering the goddamn thing so yeah. fair enough um luchasaurus then goes up the ladder and luchasaurus sees the young bucks knows what's about to happen so sayonara gets pushed off the t ladder into that stack of four tables through those four tables Lu um jungle boy goes up the other ladder we get a bt trigger to jungle boy who which takes him off the ladder, and then the Bucks win. Thank fucking God. Yep, they are now two-time AEW Tag Team Champions, and very much well-deserved, because they're going to have a hell of a second run. Even if it's not very long, they'll either have some great defenses, or they're going to pass it to FTR in a hell of a match. And I'm excited for whatever comes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I thought this was a killer match, and then afterwards, um, Christian gets in the ring to help Jungle Boy at first, helps, helps Doc Samson help him out of the ring, but then pulls him back into the ring, gives him a kill switch, and we finally get payoff to all that build-up. I've literally been begging for Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus goddamn titles and for christian to turn on jungle boy and i knew it happened at the same time but for it to happen at the same time was just thank fucking god yeah yeah um and honestly honestly say like what happened with um uh jeff hardy never happened and the hardys were still in this match i still would have wanted the bucks to win i i don't like I want younger talent to to get the t get the titles, be pushed higher, um, rather than old tag teams like the Hardys. Would have wanted Hobbs and and Starks to win it, but this is second best, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, hell of a show, hell of a main event. You want to talk about the best of the night? sure sure all right so let's talk about promo of the night and if you have a question for us for our q a ama tna whatever leave it in the chat B &B. now be in airbnb leave it in the chat we'll answer it uh after the best of the night if you're watching on youtube leave a comment and we'll get to it in the next episode if you're listening on spotify join us at twitch.tv forward slash the pinfall podcast 
Um, or DM us on Twitter at Pinfall Podcast. Ask us anything, wrestling, non-wrestling, anything you want. Ask us one question, two questions, three questions, whatever. All right, you want to talk about promo of the night? Yeah. All right. Well, there is quite a bit to consider because the Mox Tana face-off was pretty good. Had Despy uh, join up. It's always a delight to see him. And had the classic... I'm going to burn your face with a fireball because I'm a wizard. Classic line that wins Oscars every time. Um, you had Dante Martin and Matt Seidel's incredible promo selling the match against Moxley. Um, and then you had Hangman, Jay White, and Adam Cole, which was a phenomenal promo. And Adam Cole's face at the end was priceless. I want to go with that. I like that one a lot. Watching Cole's face fall in real time was <laughs> so good. Oh, so great. So great. All right, let's talk about Wrestler of the Night. You want, you want your three choices? Yes. Um, actually, let me change one of these. All right. So your three choices are Matt Jackson, Dax Harwood, or Miro. I got to give it to Daxie. Daxie. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I think now he's leading in best of the night picks or uh, wrestler of the night picks. Really? Um, yes, yes, he is. He was tied with CM Punk, Chris Bay, and Jay White. Now he's leading them all. All right, let's talk about match of the night. I have a feeling we are in agreement of what match of the night is, but as always, go from the worst match to the best match of the night. We'll talk about which match is the match of the night. So, starting off, worst match of the night. Over five minutes long. It is, with a 5 out of 10, Chris Jericho versus Ortiz. Got a bit overbooked towards the end. Um, but it was, it was pretty decent. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Nothing about it really excited me. Especially once Jericho won. Um, next, the 6 out of 10, Britt Baker versus Tony Storm. This was really fun for its length. Um, would have liked it, obviously, if it was longer, but, you know, had to make room for Wardlow versus 20 plaintiffs. Um. <laughs> I mean, this match was worth it just for Tony's hip check into Britt's head. That was, that was killer. Uh, and then the counter to the to the uh, lockjaw too. That was great. It's amazing. Tony's like just now getting a large surprise. They didn't see anything in her on the main roster. Um, yeah. Well, I'm not, but yeah. 
Uh, next, 6 out of 10, Ethan Page versus Miro. Would have loved a longer match between these two, but what we got was really fun. Um, it's great to see Miro letting out his, his anger, letting out his uh, aggressiveness. But at the same time, he let Ethan get his shit in. Miro could have easily crushed him, and it would have been entirely believable, especially with ATT being uh, chicken shit. Yeah. But Ethan was on top for a lot of the match. Especially because ever since Eddie and Miro had that story where Eddie pointed out Miro's weakness, that's been a way to let people get their shit in against Miro. And it's amazing. And it also helps that Miro's an a excellent storyteller. Um, yeah, I... What? I was just gonna say that it, you know, it it just goes back to other things we talked. About. Yeah, yeah. It's always let people get their shit in. All right. Next up, with a eight out of ten, Dex Harwood versus Will Osprey. This was absolutely amazing. This was a, a really great match. Um, both these guys are incredible wrestlers. Incredible in the ring. You know, though it was a little bit sloppy at times, um, it th- this was this was a great application for Dax Harwood going to uh, Japan, competing there for a little bit. That that would yeah, seeing FTR compete in Japan would be so awesome. Um, but none of that compares to my pick for match of the night with a nine out of ten. Young Bucks versus Jurassic Express. This was, well, this was a perfect send-off to an average title reign from Jurassic Express. Uh, def- this this match alone was better than ninety percent of their title reign. Um, but I thought this was a very hard-hitting match, uh, where we saw the best of everyone. Great finish. With the turn of Chris from Christian being uh, the, the a, a beautiful send off, and um, it it was just great wrestling too. I can't disagree. Um, it was a great match. Um, And a great ending. Yeah, and a, and everything. Another reason why Young Bucks are one of the best tag teams in existence right now. Because even with the, yeah, even with the the boring wet towel that is Jurassic Express, they can make something wonderful. So, those are our best of the night. Liz, you want to answer some questions? Yes. Um, real quick, did you know that John Laurinaitis is married to the Bella's mother? No. That's weird. That's wild. Anyways, sorry. <laughs> Thank you to, um, I believe it was Seahawk who let me know about this. That's that's very weird. Okay. 
Um, all right, so Idro asked, um, uh, I may have asked this, I don't know, I forget things, but I'm having a producer from WCW on my podcast in a week or two. What are something, some things you would want to know? Ooh, from 96 to the end. Ooh. Oh. How, how much coke was Eric Bischoff on? <laughs> Oh God, that's a loaded question. Yeah. I w- I wish I've I'd seen more WCW. I definitely got to go back and watch more. Um, but probably how the relationship with uh, WWE or WWF at the time affected how things went down. Uh, oh, we're going to be discussing the 30 for 30 on Ric Flair. Okay. Ooh. Hmm. God. Do you have anything? I'm trying to think. It's, it's like I said, that's a very loaded question. Yeah. Oh, we'll be playing fact or fiction. Okay. Yeah, how much coke was Eric Bischoff on? Was he or was he not on uh, a... Uh, ounce a day. Um, real quick while I keep thinking, that's awesome. I, how did you? <laughs> how did you incur such an awesome guest? Yeah, we uh, we we should consider having some guests on. We we had we had a little bit of a lead to get Shane McMahon on the podcast. Haven't heard back from that though. And uh, at this point, with the way things are going in, in the company, it might not happen. <laughs> or it would be even more worth it to have him on. Uh, Idris said he, um, he was my youth minister growing up. Okay. Oh, I got those connections. I love the concept of being a youth minister and. The WCW producer. <laughs> Um. God, do do you have any do you have a, a question for this producer? Well, I think one thing if you're talking about Ric Flair in the same breath and WCW. Um There's like a question that in some ways I feel like is an obvious answer but also there was so much star power in WCW um, in the beginning. So I, I think um, well, I don't know. I guess this doesn't really play into like the, the 96 to the end. Sorry, I'm like sweating. Because I was going to say with Flair being in the first WCW heavyweight. But let me let me keep thinking. I, I got a question. Um, whose idea was it for Hogan to join NWO? Can't wait. Should have just stayed the outsiders. <laughs> <laughs> Did they think that that added anything? <laughs> Outsiders and Sting. That's it. 
Maybe Randy Savage too. All right. Um. So oh, I'll keep thinking while we uh, you, answer more. You just said if you have any questions, uh, DM him. Okay. Um, Miriam asked if you could book Forbidden Door and book mixed matches where the men and women really do fight each other and not that mixed tag crap. God, I hate that. Who would you book? Ooh, that's a good one. Let's include Stardom in it too. Starlight Kid versus Despy. Well, that that's how you, that's how you go out of business, like Ring of Honor, because that would sell out the show right there, and everyone would go to New Japan and Stardom. Starlight Kid versus um, Ricky Starks. Actually, no. Starlight Kid versus uh, uh, Hangman. Um. Oh, God. I'm trying to think of who I'm thinking. Um... Give me a second. Julia versus Daniel Garcia. Oh, do you think so? See, I would put Julia against Danielson. Fucking Mox. Oh my god. <laughs> if you want Mox dead, sure. <laughs> or uh, uh, Tekla against Danielson. Yeah, Tekla versus Danielson? Now that's scary. Yeah. Um... What about some AW women? Jade Cargill against um, Jade Cargill against Suzuki. For some reason, my brain immediately is like Jade Cargill versus Naito, and I don't know why. <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see. I think they're both a bit extra. I want to see Jade go up to Suzuki and say, "I'm that bitch." And then Suzuki and the say it right like, back. <laughs> God. Um. Oh my God! I'm trying to. Oh, okay. Now that I've remembered who it is, I've got to remember who I want to face. Um, but I want to see um. Are there any? I feel like I'm missing women's wrestlers that are submission wrestlers. Marina Shafir. Well, now that just wouldn't be fair to. I want to see uh, Tony Storm versus Hiromu Takahashi. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like pre more than a woman Chris Statlander versus Hiromu would also have. Well, I was gonna save Chris for somebody bigger, like. Well, no, that's why I said pre more um, than a woman, Chris Statlander. Okay. Back when she was the alien. What about Chris Statlander versus um, uh, Naito? Or no, not Naito, Shingo. Oh, Chris and Shingo, that'd be insane. Um, yeah, Jamie Hayter and 
let's see, Jamie Hader. Um, oh god, I just had someone on the mind, but I can't remember now. I know who I would put her against, but again, it's who. I don't want to talk about Zach her right Saber now. Jr. I don't want to talk about her right now. Okay. Um, it's also hard remembering who's in New Japan. Jamie Hader versus um. Who's in New Japan? Why am I blanking on everyone right now? Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Jamie Hater, God, why is this so tough? <laughs> I feel like I can name everybody on the new. <laughs> Miriam said Jamie Hater versus Yoshihashi. <laughs> there you go. Job done. Jamie Hater versus Sonata. That'd be cool. That'd just be a cool guy match. <laughs> uh, the Bunny versus El Desperado. In a, in a death match. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Um, and someone for oh, you know what? <laughs> Ty Connie versus El Fantasmo, so she could just take a loaded boot to the face. <laughs> the boot's not loaded anymore, Mark. That's what he says. It'll be loaded um, for that for only that match. Fair enough. Uh, Will Ospreay versus Thunder Rosa. Will Ospreay who, versus whoever's going to kick his ass faster. Um, <laughs> God, I, I, we, I just want Starlight Kid versus Despy. We, Tony Storm versus Juice Robinson. <laughs> Winner gets the I house. want Mina Shirakawa versus Ricky. Because mm. they're both very self-obsessed. Okay. Uh, Tam Nakano versus John Moxley. Okay. <laughs> that could be interesting. But no, we've got Julia against John Moxley. Julia, Julia can fight... Um, uh, Julia can fight Brian Cage. Eddie. Oh. <laughs> both at the same time. <laughs> she'll make it out she'll be fine um all right i think that's all the questions we got i do have i did finally think of one thing okay and i just want to know um for the wcw question mm -hmm. i want to know how big of a misfire um, the folks felt when they decided to they thought that they were going to keep the, the the Monday Night Wars going by spoiling um, 
the the WWF Championship outcome. Oh yeah. Instead, causing everyone to go over to watch that match. So I just want to know. <laughs> I want to know that. Like, I just want to know that. Like, how that fucking fell apart. Yeah. Because it sounds like, in retrospect, it sounds like a horrible idea. I'm sure in like the process of things, it was like, oh yeah, this is smart. How many ounces of coke was Eric Bischoff on when he came up with that idea? Maybe just the first part of the question. Okay. Um, How many ounces of coke was Eric Bischoff on? No. Anyways. That's the first part of the question. (laughs) Nope. The first part of the question was me asking about the the wars. I know. All right. You want to close out the show? Sure thing, because I need to wash my hair. Um... If you tuned in tonight, thank you so much. If you tune in the future, thank you so much. Tell your father, father figure, the the dog that always sets you straight when you when you fall out of line, what? or maybe a cat with a lot of masculine energy. What are you talking? Um, tell them Happy Father's Day. Sometimes. A father is just a cat with a lot of masculine energy. Hmm. Um, Idra said his best work friends, he said, was Tony Schiavone. <gasps> Tony. So if you have a question about Tony Schiavone. Um, I just want to know if Tony Schiavone can train me. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be his little protege. Okay. Uh, Miriam says, happy Father's Day, Pepita. <laughs> you get it alright thank you all so much for watching uh, follow and subscribe all of our stuff Twitter, YouTube, Spotify and Twitch are all Pinfall Podcast join us tomorrow upfworld.com new episode of the Universal Pokemon Federation premieres at 6pm Eastern Standard Time only at upfworld.com uh, we're, we're going to be sitting there watching in the chat so join us. It'll be a great time. Big episode. Big stuff coming. Uh, and then tomorrow night we also have our recap for Impact. The Go Home to Slammiversary. Which is the biggest show of the year. Um, and yeah, we'll see you then. I'm at the Mark Cameron. Liz is at Eliza Elaine23 on Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow for Impact. But until then, have a great start to your Thursday. I don't know what Liz is doing, and bye-bye.